Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Pelican Built Tough. For all situations, go to pelican.com. Yak Gadget. For all your fine kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Eastport Marina on the beautiful shores of Dale Hollow Lake. For all your lodging, kayaking, and fishing needs, go to eastport.info. Now let's get this show started. Hey guys, it's Takeover Tuesday. Valentine's Special Love Edition. Let's do this. Welcome to a special edition of the Rusty Hook Podcast. Streaming live on Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook. One hour of straight talk regarding tournament news, angler profiles, gear reviews, and more. Now let's get our show started by joining with John Rapp, our host. Hey guys, John Rapp here with the Rusty Hook Kayak Fishing Podcast. I'm live, raw, unfiltered via Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, and thank you, Elon Musk. We are live streaming on Twitter as well. Takeover Tuesday here at the Paddle and Pin as the Rusty Hook jumps over and does their live feed today. And um, just so, just to remind everybody, this probably will be one of the last live streams here from the tractor bar that I have regularly scheduled. Um, there will be a lot more moving around the state, going to different stores, going to different locations, uh, out of state as well. Um, I will be in Huntsville, uh, Alabama, Scottsboro in, a, in about three weeks. Then I will be in Del Halla in about a month and a half in Tennessee, going back to Lake Erie. And my intent is to do a lot of streaming using the old mobile hotspot. So, yes, I have three days left at the job. So, being retired, being an old geezer as I am, my intent is to live life out on the water and want to share it as much as I can when I have signal. So the podcasts will be mobile. Uh, I'm going to go up to Mountaineer RV and Outdoor Center and Jane Lou. I'm going to run down to Ace uh, Adventure Gear Shop um, uh, and go to the resort as well. I'm going to see if Steve Gunner will have me down at the Yak Shack in, in Winfield. And then I'm just going to travel. I might might try to go to Cabela's and, uh, and all the other locations. And I will set up my prism using the old camera like I did last week when I was in the garage and do some video feeds out on the water. So I hope you guys will join us. Most of those will be over on the, the Rusty Hook page. But if Brian allows me, well, I'll do some here too, the paddle and fin. So tonight's show again. If you guys missed it, um, I want to wish you and all your wives a very, very happy Valentine's Day. But, you know, all of us have a second love, and that's our personal best, that big mama. And so tonight I've reached out to a couple of the guys that are not, you know, out with the wives and we're going to bring them on. They're going to talk a little bit about their personal best, uh, what what happened, how it worked, 
what they did to catch that fish. Randy Newton um, will be one of them, and uh, Johnny Graves will be the other. And then I may just uh, random crank call a few people if we have time and, and talk to a few people there. But I want to show you a couple of things. So, you know, I have a wife that loves to fish. First woman to win money at the national championship for the KBF national championship. Uh, she placed when we had the 750 there back in, was it 2017, 2018 season? I can't remember which tournament it was. Uh, but she was in the she was 52, I think. Um, so she took home money. She's won several tournaments. Her very first kayak fishing tournament she won. But I'll never forget her personal best fish because I was there to watch her catch it. I got the picture of it here I want to show you. Let me get the right yard beat up here. So there it is. Uh, that's my girl Beth. And she's holding, it was at seven pounds. It was six pounds and it, it, it fluctuated. It went to seven and it go back down to six and 16, seven, six and six. And uh, we didn't get a chance to measure it, but I, I bet it was an every bit of 22 inch fish because it was bigger than the 21.5 that I caught that I'm going to show you here shortly. That was her personal best. We have that baby. We had a, took put good photographs of it. A buddy of mine up in Ohio made me a replica, and now she has a, a permanent record of that fish. So that's my girl. Girl can fish. If we can keep her healthy, she's going to be on the water with me. She'll be down at Del Hall. I've had her. I've I've cornered her into that event. So if you're not familiar with that event, um, I'll show you some stuff on the Del Hall tournament. The Paddle and Fin Podcast. Uh, media group is going to throw together down with Eastport Marina. I really hope you guys will take a look at that, come and hang out with us. Um, I've been down there for the last three years and absolutely have had a, a great time. It's very reasonably priced, um, so make sure you go check out uh, Eastport Marina, and you can find the tournament on Tourney X. It's a two-day tournament for $100. But hey, I wanted to show you my personal best video. Still have not beat that. And I caught this fish almost 10 years ago. Um, I ended up, uh, this is a, a, a little isolated pocket here in Nicholas County in West Virginia. It was a six-acre water that spilled down into another six-acre water. And I happened to stumble across it, ended up buying the property. And my intent was, at that time, when I was going to retire from the West Virginia State Police, to build me a log cabin out there and retire out there. Well, it ended up being is a little bit too far out of the way. And uh, Beth, at the time, we were dating, and she was still working in Charleston. So ended up not doing that, selling it back to the guy I bought it from. But I, I want to share this video with you and uh, let you enjoy how excited I was to catch this fish. Uh, six pound, four ounces. That's my personal best. And I have every intention to break that this year. Hopefully it doesn't lag on us. Big splash oh, in the background. One. I'm throwing a topwater frog. Oh, that's a good one.
Yes, that's a great fish. Oh my goodness. Good grief, what a beast. Side up above there, you can see uh, the road that comes around the, the ridge. As I was coming around that ridge, I saw a bunch of fish activity there. So I made this cast after I got my boat out of <laughs> still in the bank. This is a West Virginia fish. that frog. So you guys from Florida and down south, of course it's not going to be anything spectacular for you guys. Alright, let's get out the old weight. It's a good four and a half, five pound fish. Oh my, oh my, six pounds, six pound fish guys, six four, six pounds, four ounces. <laughs> you can see the boat seat right behind my elbow, I'm running up the hill here. So what I was doing at that point, I was running up to get a, a measurement of that fish before I released it. And uh, as you can see, you can see in that video the, uh, on the hillside, right where I drove around the hill, I saw some fish activity down on the bank. So before I drug, I got my boat out, and I'm like, I saw some popping on the water over there. I'm like, I'm going to throw my frog over and got my personal best. Really got lucky. And what's funny about that is, um, let, me, let me close that off here, is that... Uh, that fish is only about, I would say, welcome to a special edition of the Rusty Hook. Scene two. Get on this Beth's fish here. Now, right behind her, you can see where the tail is. There's a little edge of the water. It goes back. That's where Creek feeds that. And where I caught my fish was just to the left of that creek. And you can see that my fish and that fish had that nice dark coloring. Um, but that was almost a seven pound fish. And it, heck of a catch for her. Uh, she caught a few more good ones up there in, in that area for a year or two after that. And then we sold the property and we've never been back. Um, so anyway, uh, I appreciate you guys hanging out with me. Let's see, uh, see Greg Kupner.
Hill Hollow is a blast. Yeah, Greg, we need to get our West Virginia people up and rolling on that. Matter of fact, I'll tell you what, um, Greg, Rusty Hook podcast will throw in $200 to the highest placed West Virginia kayak angler at that event. I will, I will personally give somebody $200 to, who shows up from West Virginia, the highest place West Virginia guy, I'll give you $200. So that, that pays your entry fees, and that pays for your gas to get down there. So I hope you WVK guys will consider coming down and hanging out with the Paddle and Fin Media Group and all of the clubs from Tennessee that will be there. Okay. Guys, I'm going to take a quick break, and then I'm going to call up John Graves. We will talk to him about his personal best, and we'll go from there. Ace Resort, West Virginia's number one destination for whitewater, hiking, zip lining, and more. Check out aceraft.com. That's Brooks Supply Company, Georgia's number one go-to kayak fishing supply store. Gear, accessories, and custom rigging. Look them up, westbrooksupplyco.com. Yak Gadget, proudly supplying you with American-made products and gear. Check out yakgadget.com. Feel free kayaks. Paddle, pedal, or power. There's something for everyone. Check out feelfreeus.com. Paint Outdoors is a custom plastic maker, design consultant, product reviewer, and outdoor writer. Check out more at paintoutdoors.com. All right, guys, thanks for hanging out with me. Have you guys seen the new PNF video that's been put out? It's pretty rocking. Take a look. Well, maybe I don't have it queued up. Uh, no, I don't. Okay, well, I'll have to queue that up here a little bit, and we'll run that again. So let's go ahead and uh, call up Johnny Graves, see if he's available, and uh, go from there. Hey, Big John. Hey, buddy. Okay. Hold on for a second. Let me get my stuff together so we're on the same page. I'm actually driving down the road to go see a house. Oh, excellent, buddy. That's, that's outstanding news. So if you guys, our, our boy Johnny Graves. I don't want to crash into Florida and get eaten by gators. I'm in the econ wilderness right now. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Hold Mr. on American one second. Here. Attack, Hold Graves. on one second, John. I'm sorry. Hope all is good. You're good, buddy. Where you do it? Oh, I may have lost him here. I believe we did. <laughs> uh, let's try this again. Let me get old Big John back. He, he was pulling over probably. Da, 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 da. Big John Graves. John, I didn't crash. <laughs> uh, but I still can't hear you. So I got to figure this out. I'm going to pull over to the side of the road here. One second, big dog. Can you hear me now, big bat, big guy? 
audio output will go to my head. Fancy car. And uh, la la la, mute, mute. Don't want to mute. Don't want to mute. Can you hear me? Put on there, Big John. Yes, Lord. John, I'm gonna have to figure this out, buddy. Let me pull over real quick. Hold on. Hey, buddy, can you hear me now? Oh, I can hear you. Okay, good. I can hear you now. You're good. Okay. Oh, swing. Sweet. Hey, man. Hey, Big John, what's going on? Hey, brother, while you're cruising. Yes. Yes. The topic is Valentine's love, and we would love to hear about your love, which would be your personal best big bass. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, that? Oh, John, uh, I quickly go to the memories of, of taking a Subcat 10. This was some new, um, it was one of the inflatables from Sea Eagle uh, out in New York. And they sent me this Subcat 10, which was a 10-foot pontoon, very similar to a 360. But imagine, imagine a 360 uh uh, Skyworks, right? Or Blue Sky? Is that the name I'm thinking of? Right? The pontoons got the nice, pretty light blue color. Um, uh, imagine that drawled up and or drawn in like a second grade art school. That's what this Sea Eagle pontoon boat looked like. It just had a basic swivel bass, you know, boat seat in the middle of it. But I had a, a water snake. Uh, trolling motor on it so I was able to get way up into this creek which is uh, would have been East Fork uh, Creek there in Cincinnati close to Cincinnati Ohio and uh, I was in about maybe six inches of water because this thing would float on literally like just a couple inches of water nice. and uh, I looked up at the first part of this current coming into the creek there and I saw this rock submerged under the water which was again only about maybe maybe four inches there six inches there and I took a tube popper that I had never used before have you ever seen those tube poppers where it's a little popping uh, lure but you take your tube and you put on your favorite tube and stick on the back of it right uh, surface popper basically and I said man I bet there's a big bass or smallie something right behind that rock and I threw it and the moment that popper hit that current about maybe six inches in front of that rock it wasn't a rock big John it was it became the my personal best largemouth bass I it blew my mind that even a, a bass that big was in water like that up against the current and she was an old girl. It was almost like she was going to her her autumn days, you know. It's like yeah. the last time she had she had to been fifteen plus years old. I mean, you just don't see bass like that around uh, that part of Ohio. And she was well scarred up. She had definitely been caught by people before. Very pale in color, but still very lively to put on a big fight. And uh, she was missing her left eye. Hmm. And uh, just a really pretty fish. I spent a couple minutes with her, and then we released her back into the water. The very, now she, was, she measured out at 23 inches and 23 and three quarter inches, which was big for me. I had never caught a bass at that 
point up over 20 inches. So I was really excited to put her in the net. The following week, now this kind of goes on because I have two little ladies that are favorite in my life. <laughs> a week later, literally one week later, seven days later, I was in uh, Lake Chickamauga. And I had uh, put the kayak there into Grasshopper Creek. And I wanted to cross the Tennessee River, go to the other side of Lake Chickamauga there because I saw a big wall of riprap up against this brand new build. And I thought, you know, there's got to be something up against that. So I go across the Tennessee River there. It took me about 30 minutes to get to that riprap. And I tossed first cast. It was a shallow crankbait. One of the, Amer in fact, one of the American Tackle Pro Staff shallow crankbaits, the great the great ghost gill yeah very very non-typical looking it's nothing fancy about it but boy it's really is does well with catching fish and uh the first cast boom man it hit but it died down immediately and i thought oh man i got like a drum or something you know right and uh worked it over just kind of drug it i you know in fact i'm i think what is this thing and i drug it over to the the kayak pulled it up from underneath my kayak and I saw this big massive largemouth face and I was like oh my god it's a largemouth but it felt like it was dead as I was pulling it out of the water as I was pulling it out of the water it was definitely a much older bass scarred up very pale in color and it immediately reminded me of the bass that I caught the week before and I'm thinking oh my god this might break my personal bass the moment I pulled it out of the water, that thing kicked so violently it almost pulled my arm off. I was just wasn't expecting that. <laughs> I dropped it down the middle of that kayak and fought that damn thing for about a minute. I was just losing my mind and um, measured it out. 23, three quarter inches, John, Ooh. and it was missing the opposite eye. It was like they, I, it's like I bought, I caught on that week two doppelgangers of my personal best bass, <laughs> but I've never got anything close to that yet. But I don't know, Florida might be a little bit friendlier to me. Well, I would say that's that was a good eight pound plus bass then, wasn't it? At that size, I would length. It felt ten pounds to me, awesome. brother. Awesome. But no. It was probably, I'd say, respectfully, well over a seven-pound bass. Good deal, brother. Good deal. It felt good. They both, they were both big bellies on them, you know, just big healthy females, you know. wasn't in spawn or anything, but just big healthy females. Awesome, brother. Well, hey, yeah. uh, I, before I let you go, won't you tell us what American Tackle's got going on and uh, what, what what they got you into here in the next few weeks? Man, American Tackle's got so many wonderful things in the mix right now. This is actually, I mean, literally one of the craziest and busiest times of the year for American Tackle. Most of the fishing industry, there's a lot of big fishing uh, shows coming up, a lot of big-time shows. And I'm lucky enough to go uh, north uh, at the end of uh, this month. We're going to be heading up. I'll be going up there with one of the lead uh, rod designers, Don Morris. Oh, the famous yeah. bearded Yoda. Oh, big uh, we're going to be headed up a big time. <laughs> it's going to be. It's going to be. A, he says he has a few things in store for me. I'm kind of scared, but <laughs> along with Austin Todd and uh, us three are going to be driving the big red machine up to uh, 
Winston-Salem, North Carolina to the International Custom Rod Builders uh, exhibition or uh, convention up there. When and is I that? Am, it's the most fantastic, award-winning rod builders from all around the world. It's like the Hall of Famers. Everybody who's anybody in rod building world will be there. Uh, and and then me, <laughs> I'm still I'm still trying to get my fourth guide on my bag bass rod. You know, uh, still learning myself as a rod builder, John. It's coming from our world where we are just anglers in a sense. Man, I, having the opportunity to look our world from the opposite end of it is fascinating and I am literally if people ask me you know when they say wow you're really living the dream you know how cliche that can sound sometimes but I am really living the dream I really am and, and but we also got some big uh, shows coming up out in west uh, we're in Alexander uh, Heim we're going to be sending our vice president along with I think Alex Funky who's our local uh bass hero or uh he's our resident bass hero there at american tackle uh but he's a tremendous rod builder and he's been working labor laboriously on some rod builds for our southern california 23 rod reception that's going on out there so they're gonna have a heck of a party and it's a big show out there of course westpac fishing is much much different out there um and uh, so that's going to be a good time and then of course we got icast uh, and that's here soon enough, you know, that's in July, oh, yeah. but July's just right around the corner. So as of right now, we are working on all three shows to get them ready. And, uh, boom, man, just having the time of my life. I hear you, brother. I got three days and I'm going to be just like you. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited for you. Congratulations. I know you've spent a, you know, literally a lifetime, right? Doing that yeah. and, and, uh, in law enforcement and, uh, I don't know. You may have a couple bullet holes, but they obviously were patched up pretty good, and you're still standing up, and you got a beautiful wife, and dude, you are going to have a, an amazing time. I bet started here in about four days. <laughs> yeah, you, you got that right, my friend. Hey, nothing but love for you, and good luck here in the next hour on your house hunt. And yeah, thank, thank. It, yeah, it's challenging down here in Florida, but we'll make it. Hopefully, we'll have a couple rooms available for our kayaking friends to come down and hang out and by then I'll know some good spots to go fishing. Ooh, man, maybe you, maybe you and I can go find our new Valentine's love, our new personal best. The, the house I just looked at, there's access right in the backyard to wow. some of the finest bass fishing around. Awesome, buddy. Man, well, best of luck to you, Johnny, and thanks for taking a few moments to jump on and share your story. Yeah, it was fun to have the drive uh, back to the Camp report out tomorrow with you, John. Have nothing, a good one, buddy. Not, nothing but love, brother. Be safe. Lots of love. I'll see you. All right. Hey, guys, that was John Graves, John Graves Kayak Fishing. If you've never taken the opportunity to listen to his shows, go to your podcast platform, your Apple or your Google or whatever you use, and look up Johnny Graves Kayak Fishing. You can't miss him. And his shows are just extremely awesome. Very mellow fella, just very relaxing. So if you're if you're doing what he was just doing and you're driving down the road, 
highly recommend you take a few moments to listen to his show. So now I'm going to reach up and see if I can get a hold of my good buddy Randy Newton. But I want to show you some pictures that he just sent us. Now Randy is another Florida guy. And as you can see, he's caught some nice ones himself. And it looks like, ooh, that's a huge uh, bow fin or bow fin there. I think it's a bow fin or snakehead, not sure. But yeah, so let's just get a hold of Randy here and get him to tell us a little stories about those fish. What up, what up, what up? My brother from another mother. I mean, come on, let me get you all on the screen here. Hey, buddy. Hey. How you doing, sir? Good, buddy. I appreciate you taking a moment out of your evening to jump on the Rusty Hook as we are Takeover Tuesday here on the Paddle and Fin media page. Takeover Wouldn't have it any other way. I mean, actually, you know what? I would is if my wife was here with me, but she decided to take a work trip on Valentine's Day and gone for three days. So I get to do whatever I want. I hear you, man. Hey, uh, so let me make sure I got you in my screen good here. Yeah, let me slide you over, baby. All right. So, um, Randy, before we talk about your your big fish why don't we talk about your new show that you're plugging on the yeah man to tell everybody about what you're doing when they can expect it and what your plans are for the future all right so let's let's kick this off we got a little bit of a, a fun and exciting thing that i'm getting ready i'm actually started doing i did it right before uh they were down for the kbf down here in uh polk county and now i am going to be doing a once a month traveling show that traveling show is going to be uh for any anglers that are coming into an area to go fishing you know we always talk about the day of the events and all the tournament angling and things like that but we also never tell anybody about the stuff that's going on around town whether it's right. the food the the entertainment things you can do when you're in those areas so my new show um crossover outdoors is going to be everything outside of the fishing stuff it's going to have fishing things in, in it obviously but it's also going to have all the um when you go into the area to find things to do whether it's mountain biking uh working out uh, food uh, breweries you name it it's going to start having everything so i'm really excited to start teaming up with a lot of the tourism boards individuals that live in those areas and it's not just going to be in florida it's going to be throughout the entire country so i'm going to be learning more about what anglers have to go to go through to get to those areas and deal with lodging uh and all the stuff that goes into everything else inside of the fishing industry so i'm really excited about that show and um it will be once a month so it's going to be kind of random at first and the reason it's going to be once a month is because guess what something has changed john is moving into florida and i'm getting out of florida yeah. i'm actually moving into the north carolina area in charlotte and going to be a little bit more centrally located to a lot more of the fishing yes. and 
Um, we're really excited about that. My mother, my wife got an amazing opportunity to create a division up there. And so my whole family and I were relocating and we're relocating in three weeks. I'm excited about that. You're yeah. coming in at a perfect time after you, well, of course it may take you a month or so to get everything settled in, but Lake Norman has some beautiful spots, great spot fishing here. And, uh, look forward to hitting it myself well, it is just not it's just not like norman i mean I, now i'm going to be a matter of hours to another location whether it's in alabama tennessee i can get closer to virginia obviously that's a little couple more hours than a couple hours but uh now i'm going to be able to travel around and do some of these things and be at some of these events and not only be at some of these events but maybe even host these events, be the MC for these events and do a lot more for uh, what the uh, fishing industry has to offer. So yeah, so Paddle and Fins got me on now uh, for once a month for a little while. And then that's going to increase throughout the summer, obviously, as more events go down. Um, and especially up in those northern areas as the weather starts to do a change. And then um, we're moving. So uh, there is a lot to go on um, and a lot to do, but we are excited for what is getting ready to go down. And of course, you know, I'm still doing the stuff with Chad and the KBF and, right. um, it's, it's really neat to see, you know, John was talking about the industry and doing the other side of the industry. Right. And it is really neat to see the other side of the industry kind of open up doors. And it's really awesome. I, I totally agree with you because I mean, I, you and I have been around from back when we were on the field free fishing team back in 14, 15. Now it's nine, ten years later. We're moving. We went from the tournament fishing scene more to right. the media side of things, and uh, I enjoy it. And it keeps me fresh, keeps me involved in the sport. And I, yeah. I really, that's one of the things I enjoy. And I especially like when we would meet up at ICAST the past couple of years and go out to dinner. All of us guys that would, would share uh, insider secrets on how to make our shows better. And, right. and and I've always, from day one, uh, tried to give you as much credit as I possibly can for all the, the help and love that you've shared to get me to the point that where I'm at now. So Well, it's the best thing about this industry. It's not just, it's just not the fishing. It's about everything else that we can do for one another. And I, I've come to realize over the last 15 years, my goal in this industry is just now turn around and try to help as many people as possible. And um, it's been very rewarding and at the same time uh it's been exciting to just kind of see what's going on and i love seeing what you got going on and then not to mention just being able to go do things like as soon as i get up to charlotte i'm instantly going to red uh, redcrest for the mlf so you know um I, i'll be up there for that weekend with my my oldest son who's now 14 and he's wanting to get into this and to, to do the fishing stuff and it's pretty exciting to see it in full circle amen brother so speaking of the fishing scene, right before I called you up, I showed those three photographs that you sent me. So the, why don't you tell us a little story about photograph number one, where you're holding that big old largemouth up? Let's see which one is that one. Is that the? Let's see. So I have a, it's, a, it's the same fish in both these stories, but I actually have two different stories. So I'll explain those here in a second. Okay, go ahead. So the fish that you see in this picture is actually a uh, little, I wouldn't say little, but it's actually a nature preserve out here in South Florida uh, in Fort Lauderdale called Loxahatchee. Um, and not Loxahatchee, yeah, Loxahatchee, excuse me. And we call it Lox for sure, it's L-O-X. And one day 
we took about four of us out and we just met at the bank and we said, hey, let's go fishing. And we started traveling around in the area. It's very shallow waters, lots of eelgrass in the area, lots of lily pads, and then also uh, um, reeds everywhere. It's just this Everglades type est area down here. And so you get out there early in the morning, get on the water, you watch the sunrise, you spend about eight hours out on the water, you don't catch anything all day. And we were starting to make our trek back and then we just stopped. We stopped in the middle of this area of this water. We were looking down on the water and we're seeing a uh, fish move. And over my left hand shoulder, I just hear a little, like a little splash, you know, just a little, I'm like, ah, hey, you know what? So I'm sitting there tying on. I've, I just got done losing a frog, tying on another frog, which every, if anybody knows me, you know, the frog is my favorite, favorite lure for everything down here. Um, so I just blindly chucked it behind me. I mean, I missed all my fishing rods, chucked it behind me in the fishing in the kayak, and I just pulled it around and started reeling in. And it was just like, as soon as it hit the water, it was instant and it took off. And I'm like, rods back this way, reeling, and all of a sudden it goes this way. And it just, I mean, the whole thing just runs. And I'm like, okay. So start reeling it in, get a little set, hook this hook set. Now my blood is pumping. So down here in this area, you don't know if it's an alligator. You don't know if it's a, a trap tarpon, freshwater snook. You don't know what you're doing. So you're just like, okay, here we go. So I start reeling this fish in. Um, my buddy Tim's off in the distance. He's like, what do you got? And I said, I don't know. We're going to find out in a little bit. So get, get it closer to the kayak. And I'm like, oh, no, this is a bass. And it's a big bass. He's like, no, you're pulling my legs, just like, you know, fishing, fishing tails here. And I'm like, no, you need to get over here as fast as possible. This is a big bass. So I'm sitting there and I'm still reeling in, reeling in. And I pick this, pick up my rod and my rod and the tip just goes and just shoots straight down. I'm like, it's good. It's trying to get away. And I'm like, okay, here we go. Reel, 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 get it up, grab the, grab the net. Don't even worry about anything else. And in one failed movement, I go whoop and, and still net in the water, put the fish in the basket. I pick the fish up, put it into the kayak. It's like fighting me in the kayak. It, and I'm like, I don't even know how big it is. We didn't have any measuring boards. We didn't have anything on it. We didn't have anything. That, the only thing he had was a, a scale. And I'm like, all right. So we put it on the scale and it was my biggest fish at nine and three quarters, nine pounds, three quarters. I have still yet to date in the state of Florida broke double digits, but I was darn close. I mean, really darn close. Blood's pumping. This is my this is my first real big bass in the state of Florida, and I'm like on cloud nine. Couple weeks later, just kind of like John, state of Florida, you get a lot of things you can do down here. So, with state of Florida, we go to Felsmere. Felsmere is amazing. It's one of my favorite places. I think you've been there, correct? I just went there this past summer. Yep. It's a fishing paradise. It's everything you want in fishing. You can pretty much just throw throw something out there, and you're going to catch fish, and you can do a lot of it. Um, <laughs> and, me. I didn't. <laughs> but, anyway, <laughs> so we, we go two weeks later. Thought, that's an out-of-state advantage. Let's put it that way, okay? All right? Um, so we go up there. And we're just, we're trucking along and my buddy Tim's with me again. He's my, he's my diehard fishing partner down here. Um, and we're just, we're, we're, we're like throwing, we're just randomly throwing fishing lures and everything in all directions. Come up on this nice little uh, clump of lilies and 
uh, eelgrass and things like that. And you know what? I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to chuck it. I just blindly chuck it over in that direction. It's probably easily a good 30-yard cast. Like, it's it flew in the wind forever. Lands right on the edge of the lily. I mean, just sits right there. And, it, you know, again, I'm using a black frog. It's what I use. Just I do have other things too, but the black frogs always seems to be my best thing to use. So it lands right in there. It's like the perfect little honey hole for frog, right? Boom. All I see is splash, gone, running. I mean, it's taken off like, so I'm reeling again. My Tim sees this happen this time. So he's already sitting next to me. He's ready. To, he's got camera. He's ready to go. He's looking, looking. We get some fish up to us. Again, I didn't break the double digits. Nine and three quarters, two weeks after the last nine and three quarter. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Massive bass. Best thing ever. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. In Felsmere, I caught a lot of one and two pounders. But right. at the same time, you catch some monsters in there. And when you do, it's a good day. So, yeah. So, those are those are my two biggest bass in the state of Florida. Don't get me wrong. There's five, six, seven, eight pounders. But those are my two biggest bass not breaking the 10-pound mark. Yeah, my, my, my Felsmere trip was uneventful. Get in, get all my stuff on you, and right at the ramp, you know, there's like four or five gators, but you can look right along the edge of the bank, all the way, all the way, you know, and there are spats just stacked up with bluegill. And I'm like, ooh, yep. this is going to be a good day. And we get out there, and of course, I'm throwing uh, top water. I got a, I think I even had a whopper plopper, which I was no good because. Every time I tried to throw it, it would get hung up in something. So I put some other top water stuff on, Cinco's, um, and, and I had, I think, three bites. And then I go over and I watch Jimmy Skinner and Brian Schiller. You know, they're, they both catch a couple fish, and they're like, well, what mm -hmm. are you throwing? And I, and I show them just a Cinco, and they're like, oh, dude, that's too little. <laughs> they're throwing them like big old purple magnum worms with a, like a right. five-aught hook, and I'm throwing a two-aught hook with a little – Three and a half inch Cinco, or yeah, Yum Dinger. So you, you know, down here in the state of Florida, I've always we've I've grown accustomed to using the June Bug, Zoom Speedworm. Um, it's like one that we use down here in the trails very heavily down here, um, and that is like one of our favorites. But we like like they said, big old hook, big old yeah. big old worm, big old big old tons of weight. Let's drop it down there and have a good time. Yeah, after that, after. After I changed out, I had a couple of hits, but I couldn't get, I didn't get a hookup. And then we had to run from a, a thunderstorm that was blowing in on us. So we kicked the motors on and took off. Yeah. I've got a great story about a thunderstorm in that location. So uh, we're out here. We're out, you know, it's not, a, it's not a small body of water. So you can be stuck out in the middle of a storm and it is nasty. Like it is the worst decision possible that you could be in. And in Florida, they, they, they start as small little dots on the map and then they blow up massively in a matter of seconds. Uh, we've seen it live in tournaments. We've seen it happen uh, on the water. So we're sitting there and we look over like, oh, a little rain cloud over there. We'll keep on fishing, fishing. And all of a sudden that rain cloud stretched all the way the entire length of the of the uh, water. And we're like, uh-oh, this is not going to be good. And you can hear it. It's not just like trickling rain. It's a semi-truck of water coming at you. It's like, and you're like, we are going to get dumped on so it's coming at us boom this whole water wall, wall of water we're like 
So you just grab everything you can that is possibly going to get ruined by rain. You cover up with your rain jacket and you just sit in it. I mean, it is in the middle of the water on a kayak, anchored down, getting pounded. I mean, happens all the time. Yeah, we we were fortunate, I guess, because we could see it. I mean, you know how Felsmer is. I mean, it's it was probably twenty miles away, and we could we were watching it. It was moving along with us, not toward us. And then it Ooh. changed. And then it changed direction. And when we saw it was changing direction, all of us like, oh, it's time to go. And we were a good ways <laughs> out. I mean, I think we were running our NK one eighty full speed for like 35, 40 minutes, and we oh, yeah. just stayed ahead of it. I mean, it didn't come directly at us. It was, you know, coming at an angle. So we were able just to stay ahead of it and got to the bank, back to the ramp, just as it hit. So I felt pretty fortunate there. Yeah, because it gets, it gets nasty out there. Nothing worse than being in a wide open waterway and a lightning storm comes on around you. It, it's, it's bad. Hey, man, when you get settled in, um, get your riverboat, and uh, I'll meet you somewhere. I'll meet you down at the Virginia line. We'll go hit uh, some good smallmouth. Listen, I'm going to tell you right now, we're going to have a blast because it's going to be so much closer to a lot of everything that I love to do and to get my boys involved with, being involved in all the outdoor activities, uh, and they can actually do sports and not die out here in the Florida right. heat. Um and so they're they're excited. We're excited. We're we're ready for the next chapter of our life to get started. So yeah, in three weeks we're going to be up in the North Carolina era already, rocking and rolling, man. It's three hours for me, man. Three hours and fifteen minutes. See what I mean? Three hours. It takes me twelve hours just to get out of this stupid state. <laughs> oh, telling you, I'm ready. I'm ready for a short trips. And you know, one hour I'm in the mountains. The next day, the next weekend, I could be. It, you know what? It's just going to be a great opportunity, and we're excited. We're very fortunate, and I'm ready to uh, get involved with what what's next in the industry for for uh, the Newton clan. So we're we're excited. Awesome, buddy. Well, hey, we've hit the 47 minute mark, and I don't want to keep you no. any much longer, man. So. No, you can keep me as long as you want. I love being with you. I'm going to tell you one thing, though. I, for And every every angler knows if you've got a great support system and you've got an amazing wife that backs you up, um, you can do anything that's possible. And if it wasn't for my wife and her yes and no's, I probably would not be where I'm at today. And just her insight and her, her knowledge and what she's got and given me over the past 15 years, not to mention my four amazing boys and the opportunities that she's provided for us and the ability. So like, I'm still going to be working, but I'm going to be like the stay at home dad and stuff while she's still doing some things. So I'm going to be like working and then stay at home dad the rest of the day. So it's going to be a fun transition. But you know, again, I, my best catch has been my wife and she knows it. She knows it for deep down inside that she is my number one friend and also uh, my uh, number one critic. <laughs> So I believe we we did uh, flash her photo up. She was was she holding a snake in, or was that a? Uh... That's correct. That that was Valentine's last year. She thought it was retarded for me taking her out fishing for Valentine's Day, <laughs> but I treated her like a queen. So at that time, I had the new canoe unlimited, right. um, and that boat you can put two seats in, and you had a motor, you have everything on there. So I took her out there and I treated her like a queen. She didn't have to do nothing. All she had to do was just throw the line out there, put it where I told her I did everything, controlled everything, netted everything for it. And she had the best day of her life. And that's the first time in 15 years that she actually went 
fishing with me. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'm, yeah. I, I, I'm hoping you guys love Charlotte area. Um, um, I know you will. Um, it'll still have the heat index that you're sort of used to, but in the wintertime, you'll get to feel a little cooler air. You'll get to, you'll get to Can't wait. experience some, some uh, cooler. You mean there's seasons? There's these things called seasons? You will find a few of them down where you're at. Can't wait. I can't wait. No, we're, we're excited. No. And like I said, we're a lot closer to everybody uh, that's in those areas. So it's, it is going to be a fun ride. So yeah, if anybody's going to be up at there in the Charlotte convention center at Redcrest is going to be up there for the MLS, come up, see us. I'm going to be up there with K, uh, KBF to come see Chad and I, and uh, uh, I also think Gene's going to be there. So come up and see everybody there. And then at the same time, I'm trying to work some schedules out, trying to figure out if I'm going to ICAST, Tried to get the Dale Hollow. That came up a little too quick, this change. But uh, uh, trying to get the ICAST and trying to do a couple other shows this year. It's going to be neat. I'm going to be doing shows. Yeah. Shows are fun. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be it's gonna be unique. I, I spent down, I was in Knoxville for four days back three weeks ago for the East Tennessee Fishing Show. I had a great time down there. Uh, I loved, I, lo I mean, I really enjoy it. Sold about we sold about 14, 15 boats, and uh, a lot of people went home with smiles on their faces. So. Well, I'm also looking forward to doing the, the, the off-the-wall shows, too. So, like, for instance, um, I, I plan on going to REI, the, the Outdoor Outfitters yeah. show, right. which is just not fishing. Right. It's hiking, everything. Yeah. It's a great show. So. Me, me and Beth do that with the Ace Adventure here. We went to yeah. uh, the one down in Colum uh, Columbia, South Carolina, uh, last July, and that was a I really felt, fell in love with outdoor research. Some of the yeah. items that they have, I got one of their cool little boonies, and they got that, uh, that ice, cool ice sleeves that you can wear. Um, right. Gingers, you know, we we have to worry about the, that kind of thing. And, uh, so. You guys come down here and, like, almost disintegrate. <laughs> no doubt. I do. <laughs> Well, as always, I appreciate being with you, brother, and it's just great to just kind of like hang out and tell stories. And uh, again, to all those that are having an amazing Valentine's, enjoy the time you get to spend with your loved ones. And at the yes. same time, remember these big old girls do love the love too. So go out and catch them and hook them by the lip. Amen. They like that new shiny you know, uh, that, that, Yeah, that uh, little that little thing. You know, Weird birthmark you thing to do. Later, brother. Thank you very much. Hey. Nothing but love for you and the family, and have a safe move to North Carolina. See you soon. You know it, brother. All right. Got to spend a few minutes with Randy Newton there. Nothing but love for the man. Uh, look, Watch for his shows um, here on the Paddle and Fin podcast page. I think you'll enjoy what he's putting out. So it's crossover outdoors, it's about fishing, and events around the fishing areas that people are attending it circles around some of the kbf stuff but i'm sure randy will broaden that as he uh, gets uh, more established and settled in at home um, so i think what we're going to do here we're going to go ahead and start closing out tonight's show i appreciate the the few of you that uh, showed up i want to remind everybody let me see if i can find the, the video here real quick um about del hollow uh, what it is, Del Hollow is our. Come on, all right. You got to be show me some love here, baby. It's a panel within podcast.
Media Group is going to have a tournament. It's a two-day tournament on April 22nd and 23rd. And here's, here's where you can find it on Tourney X. And we've got several really good sponsors. Pelican, Ace, Dubro, Pine Ridge Archery, Dubro Fishing, Nico, and Dark Horse Tackle, along with Douglas Rods. Um, it's on Yak Gadget too. I mean, it's going to be featured out of Eastport Marina. And uh, see if I can show you. I think I have it. Nope, 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 nope. Let's go to my page and see if I got it on mine right here somewhere up close. Here we go. All right, so it's a uh, hundred bucks entry fee. And uh, um, great prizes, as, as we mentioned there before. Um, and one thing that I mentioned that you may have missed, guys, if you're from the West Virginia area, is the Rusty Hook Podcast right here. Me, if you are a West Virginia fisherman and you show up, and we're trying to get as many of our West Virginia kayak anglers and West Virginia anglers down there, the highest placed West Virginia angler I will throw in $200 uh, prize money to you. So um, you can finish 15th, but at least you're going to know that you're going to win $200, which will cover your $100 entry fee, a couple nights stay or the gas to get there, or a couple nights of good eating. So take the time to go look at Tourney X and sign up. Anyway, um, I think I'm about ready to sign out here. Welcome again, everybody. I hope you and your families have a